Episode 12. Rock, paper, and another four or five rocks. Welcome to episode number 12 of the Adventures in Lollygagging podcast. So how's everybody doing? It's been a while. It's been a while. It has been. I thought you weren't going to start for a second. I was like, should I start the intro? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, it was like a game of, what was, what was it called? Game of chicken? Just seeing who's going to make the sound first. Yeah, so uh, we are down a player tonight. So uh, we're going to be missing Keith, who plays Bruno in this session. We'll still, uh, we'll still have Bruno, obviously, in the party for a bit. But we'll, uh, we'll do our best um, to kill him. Uh, before the end of the night so for another episode or two uh since we usually record about two or three episodes a night uh we're probably going to be bruno down or at least keith down uh so um i guess i was going to ask really quickly since we don't really do a whole lot of corruption roles on air um like we don't like we do that off because i like to end on kind of like that spooky little music coming in in the end or something like that we do it narratively so we still do the, the the corruption roles at the end and stuff like that I was just curious, how's everyone looking in terms of their corruption slash order tracks? About halfway there. About to which one? Both. To both. Oh my god. Kind of splitting, going, yeah. going down. Got like I have oh. one more point in the order, but it's right. pretty even. Didn't you start a little bit ahead on yeah, chaos? Yeah, I started with too? two in chaos. And yeah. Only got one so far. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So we did I can't remember what it was like a drawback it was a or curse, some, yeah. some stuff, yeah. Okay, uh, uh, Emily, what do you got? I have uh, five in order and one in chaos. Okay, you know, you're a little, little bit of a goody two-shoes. <laughs> I'm the mom friend. That's, That's what my it job. sounds like. Okay. Uh, Bear, what are you at? Uh, I got four order and one chaos. Four order and one I, chaos. Did I miss one? No. one. no, it's okay. I mean, it's random because it's it's based upon how much corruption you've accrued. Oh. And then I roll the die, and if you're higher or lower, etc. So maybe Emily just happened to get... Do something a little bit better one night. Uh, what do you got there, uh, Irwin? I have three in order and two in chaos. Okay, three and two, total of five. What do you have again? I have seven, but I started with two. Because yeah, so you have I a total of five. I think I started with one. Did you start with one yeah. and something? Okay, yeah. that makes more sense. Because oh. I was like, maybe Josh is right. Maybe maybe, maybe he didn't skip something. Maybe, maybe Ashley's just I trying to just cheat bad. over here. Wouldn't be the first time. Uh, okay. I don't know where that's coming from. Uh, it's, okay, it's probably because it's probably because I can only hear out of one ear because Longley tried to blow my eardrum out during soundcheck. Uh, and then uh, Melissa, what do you have over there for uh, for old Zofia? Three in order and two in chaos. Okay. 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 Good deal. Good deal. So it's been a couple of weeks since we played, unfortunately, uh, but we're finally back. It's good to see you all. I assume you all listened to the recordings for episodes 10 and 11, so you're up to date with exactly where we're at. And you can very quickly and, and efficiently summarize what the start of this episode is going to be, and let's not spend like 20 minutes on it. So so what what's going on? Where are we at? What are we doing? Why are you looking at me? Because <laughs> Sophia was pointing at you. Oh, okay. Um, so we fought a swarm of rats mm-hmm. in a barn, and then uh, we fought a rat of unusual size. That's true. Yep. Um, you know, Keith, you tried your best to kill him, Bruno. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Bruno, too. Yeah. Chovy uh, immediately lit the barn on fire. Uh, <laughs> we, we had to deal with that consequence for a while. And then uh, the fire attracted this uh, this emaciated kid yeah. through the fields. That's true. Do you remember where you're at, by the way? 
We're at like a farm halfway yeah. to the Abbey. Why are you there? We're going to deliver some sundries, were they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah just basically get some vegetables from For it. For Loudon. Yeah, so Loudon's the guy who put you up mm-hmm. for the night last night. Seems like a, a decent enough fellow who takes in at his halfway house, like people who have just been released from the prison, who mm-hmm. have just, uh, just kind of met their indentured contract and have have kind of paid off whatever debt they had, but they're looking for a way to kind of start afresh. And one of the best ways to do it is to the, his particular house. And so you guys stayed there. And since he heard that you all were going to the Sunbearers Abbey out West along the way was this Pearson farm. And then you stopped by, do you recall finding anybody? Like what, what was the state of the farm? It looked like somebody had been here because there was like food and stuff that had bugs and but no one had, was found anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, someone's been here. I mean, you probably guessed some, somewhat recently. It's not like it's been abandoned for like three no, months or anything. But, like, but they might have time. left in a hurry. Sure. Something yeah. like that. You're not entirely sure. Okay. And so, yeah, you burnt down the barn. You hung around to make sure that that, that, that fire didn't spread poorly into, into the fields by doing... I think it was something with like a bucket and then you yeah. like dug, I don't know what it was. It's they so, they kept running with like a basin. Something with a basin. I can't even remember. Uh, and then at the very end, uh, you guys heard a rush of rustling in the, in the fields coming out of the plants and you see this figure that's probably, depending on where all you're standing, maybe between about 10, 10 and 30 yards away from you, just come shuffling out uh, can't can't be more than maybe Zofia's height, and from this distance looks dirty and disheveled, and just collapses. And so that's where we're going to go ahead and start. So what would everybody like to do? We'll pick up the kid and uh, I guess put him on the cart. That's what we usually do with people we find. Right. So there's already somebody on the cart too. This is not a big cart, just so you guys know. You have enough for like one person and maybe like a sack or two. So that's kind of how you guys manage to get Cressida all the way down from the foothills into into Edgar Key. So as long as you have a ton of room for this, but you could you could you could make do, but I would say some people would probably have to take things off the cart to be able to really compensate and so maybe someone might have overages or something like that. So you go up to the child, um, take a look, and you see they're just laying in the ground breathing you can definitely see that they're breathing you can't quite make out boy girl just from looking their face down in the mud and the dirt and you can see that they're wearing what looks to be rags of some kind um is there any other like farmhouses from what we can see like where he would have came from as you look around the horizon just sort of checking what you can see from here you don't see any other buildings with any any short range now from where you're at, you can go like east-ish into the lake. There's that lake where you were running back and forth from. And then to the north is the start of the woods, those long retung woods, they call them, that extend northwesternly uh, up the territory. The west goes back to the road or the path that would, if you continue to follow it, kind of in a northwesternly direction, might take you towards that Sunbear, uh, Sunbear Abbey. But there are other, you know, generally speaking, that there are other homes and they've been selling land and certain people have taken up plots but you can't see it's not like it's not like a suburb in 2019 where you have zero yeah. lot lines like you can't really see anything currently mm. but the, the the child's laying on the ground and as you go to lean down to to pick them up you roll them over really quick and you notice something very bizarre uh, about 
about their person. You can you can immediately tell from looking at the face that this is it's a young girl. You probably probably peg her maybe somewhere between nine and twelve, like preteenish. Uh, looks like she has dirty shoulder length hair, maybe 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 blonde underneath all of the dirt stain that's that's on it. But it's been like hacked in a way as if it hasn't been cleanly cut by a barber, but more just some kind of wild, uh, kind of wild cutting an occasional braid here and there. And they don't they don't stir awake as you move her, but you can definitely tell that she is in some level of emaciation. Looks like she hasn't eaten in a while. You can feel as you roll her over, you can feel her bones. And the thing that really startles you to the point where I'm gonna go ahead and ask you to uh, make a make a resolve test for me. Oh dear. All right, resolve. I got a skill point in, but uh, you said wait, you said standard. Standard mean plus minus zero. Oh. So zero percent. So I passed then. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Cause I rolled a fifty-two, and I did a sixty. As you as you roll her over and you and you slide your arms underneath her back, you can feel like the rib cage, the bones of the of the, of the back of the shoulder blades. You can see in her arms how just how thin and gray her skin has become and extending downward from her left elbow where you would see a forearm and normally a hand extend you don't actually see any signs of a hand of any right instead what would normally be skin has kind of hardened itself into this almost scaly like scaly like substance um not scale as in like a snake, but like you need when you feel it's kind of flaky and hard, and it extends outward to a point. Like it's calcified. Yes. I'm gonna turn over to uh, Emily, the expert in the missing arm. That's <laughs> what judgmental. <laughs> uh, what's going on with her arm? Is, uh, what is this? Do I look like I know what kind of witchcraft this is? Just because my arm got chopped off? Okay. Well. They're the closest thing to... Okay. <laughs> didn't, I don't know what this is. Didn't they say there was like diseases and plagues that go around? Do you think that that could be what it is? Some kind of... Something like that? I don't know anything about diseases, but they seem to be very afraid here. Well, what are we going to do with this kid? Should we find where she came from or just bring us, bring her with us to the Abbey? I mean, this is bizarre. We should probably just take her to Doc Quelly because we do need to heal Sophia. We need to take her to the doctor. Sophia is grievously wounded, yeah. too, I believe. I Which... had spent a fate point to... Yeah, th- that's, that's the get oh, rid no, of an take injury. The injury. That's right. Yeah. You're still wounded. We... So we still need to heal you up. But... Right. Oh, yeah, we were going to turn back. Yeah, because yeah. we... It's up to you guys because, I mean, from what you would know, you're roughly equidistant to either the Sunbearer or back to town. Like, it's going to be a couple-hour trek one way or the other, like two hours maybe, especially yeah. since you're, you're, you're now you've got two injured passengers. And we know the, the kindly old man who helped her before is somewhere on the alien isle currently. Who knows what's happening to them? Mm. We could talk to Loudon, too, knowing what happened to this place because he knew them pretty well I'm well guessing. we we need to go back because there's nothing really to bring him anyways that's not rotten yeah okay so as as all of you with the exception of Sophia start to situate the girl inside the cart I'm gonna ask Emily Bear Irwin and Chovy to make a secret 
awareness test. Seventy-one. Twenty-six. I pass. I pass. I well, no, we don't. You got to. I need to know the number. Twenty-six for a secret. Okay, cool. I passed by two. So. Okay, so what would I needed a forty-two or lower, and I got forty. Cool. Sophia, I'm going to say you're probably you're probably obsessed with being injured, and we'll say Bruno is helping to attend to you and helping to situate the two of you in the car in a comfortable way because he's very gentlemanly. (laughs) Everybody. But Chovy and the two that are dealing with the girl going into the cart, you guys notice the same in the same somewhat direction that this girl had emerged from just a few minutes prior. You see a rustling begin to happen, and you see another figure step out with a sling already kind of spinning around in their hand, and they hurl a little stone in one of your directions. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, and this one's going to go at Bear, because oh. Bear is the... You're the biggest target. Uh, however, already hurt. <laughs> however, I did I did fail, and so the stone's going to go wide. Can I catch it? Uh, probably kidding. not. <laughs> but the stone's <laughs> going to go wide and just, like, peg against... And just, like, skitter against the ground itself. And when you look over there, the, the, the figure can't be more than, you know, four, four and a half feet tall. Um, also dressed in rags, kind of this this large, heavy, heavy hood, uh, like covering over, uh, covering their their face, their shoulders a little bit, uh, and throws this throw you know shoots this stone at you, and then seeing that it missed, Whoa. looks like they're getting ready to like reach into their pocket to get another. Easy, we got injured over here. Just calm down. We're... I know it looks bad with this burning barn. <laughs> <laughs> this smoldering sucks. ruin because it, it does smell like smoke in here and so as this figure like you see their hand cautiously go down into what looks to be a small pouch probably where they hold their 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 sling stones and with like with like watching you like hold up our arms they just dart back into the bushes they just dart back into the into like the rows and rows of whatever plants are being farmed and immediately in a dash away from you Okay, I don't like this. We need to get back to town. Maybe he wants the girl. It, it might be related. I mean, she needs medical. She needs. She looks like she needs medical attention as well. Like, she's emaciated. Yeah. We need to get Sophia, and like, we can't really afford to have another fight right now. All right, let's book it. Let's slap the horse. Yeah, we need to leave. Perhaps if they follow, they will be more um, yeah. conversation oriented, seeing how we have more people than just the one. Okay. So you all go back to the cart. Those of you that had like stopped to take a look at this other figure that steps out. And you begin to turn, turn the horse around, get the cart moving away from the smoldering ruins of the barn. What's the fire has is all but disappeared at this point it's really just ash and and blackness and there's still plumes of smoke coming up but you feel fairly confident that nothing nothing terrible is going to happen it's not going to spread or anything at this point and you get back onto the road slash path so you you move up that relatively winding rutted driveway into this into this area back onto onto the road itself and begin heading back in a southern southeasterly direction towards Verdum the girl begins to stir a little bit and you can see that she's having some kind of fit in whatever 
state she's in right now, you can see that she's kind of jerking her body around from time to time. Would it hurt Sophia if I took her out of the cart and like kept them separate from each other? No, I mean, Sophia can walk. It's not like Sophia can't walk, but she's in considerable pain. I would imagine. Yeah. It's a grievous wound, literally on the verge of death. So yeah. Yeah. So if she, meaning if she were to take another wound, she'd be dead. Yeah. Yeah. Should we tie the girl's arm on a rope? Never mind. Yeah. We don't have anything like that. Hmm. Okay. So who knows what's going to happen when she wakes up? Has anyone ever heard of like a tail or somebody having like their arm turned into a hard bone or anything like that? So the rain starts to kick up. So it's been a relatively, it was a relatively clear day up until you started burning the barn, at which point like overcast skies begin to creep in. These afternoon showers started to show up. Nothing too heavy, but there's this kind of slight drizzle that has begun to permeate the area. And the road itself, while not fully paved, gets a little muddy. And so the horse moves a little bit more slowly. Um, what do you, what do you, are you trying to move the, the girl you said at this point? Or are you trying to move Sophia? Uh, Sophia? Nothing yet, walk. I guess. Okay. She's just sort so, of like moving you know, about, like kind of thrashing about like one would if they were having like a, like a little fit, you know, like a bad dream. I'm just waiting something. for this to go like full exorcist or something. <laughs> and then her head spins around and she's, she, she spits pea vomiting. soup on everybody. As long as Sophia's comfortable okay. sitting next to her, fine by me. And so every so often as you all are kind of looking around, you do notice that in the fields that are flanking along the road here, you periodically just see a rustling as if there's something out there and it may be following you. You're not really sure, but every now and then you just see a stalk just suddenly shimmer a little bit. Yeah. And then a second one shimmer and then it stops. Then maybe another 20 or 30 steps later, you see one or two more as if whatever it was, it could just be a rabbit or something in the fields looking for something to eat, but you're not really sure. The stalks themselves these, the, the, the vegetation that's coming up out of the ground is, is probably anywhere between three and, and five feet tall. So it could conceivably, any, any sort of regular animal might be in there. But you start to get this sense that maybe, considering how you've been traveling for about a half an hour, and you're nearing, kind of coming around the southern, you're coming to the southern portion of the lake at this point, that you're starting to think maybe something has been, been following you. Uh, Bear will call out to the bushes. Hey, is that you in there, Sling Sling Boy? Uh, this is your daughter. We're taking her to town to get some medical attention. She don't look too good. So don't throw rocks at us. So <laughs> in answer, a rock comes hurtling God, out from the actual vegetation somewhere you were looking trying to see exactly where looking for the most recent spot where like the the plants were moving and this time with an 11 there's a critical success can't dodge those right as you're pegged yep can't dodge a critical success as you're pegged right in the head and i did not i was very close to a chaos die actually i rolled five uh, and so you take uh, six points of damage as you're pegged right in the noggin. Right I'm going to dash after where it came from. Okay, you start running in the direction of where it's coming from. Go ahead and roll an awareness test. Secret. 
Nope. Just kind of shrug it off like a little rocks. Do nothing. It's a 96. Okay. And so you're looking around. You run in the direction where you think it comes from. And once you get there, there's 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 nothing there. Um, you've There's probably about four feet in between these rows of whatever this plant is. And you look for signs of anything and you can't see anything. Like You're tall enough where if you were to stand up straight, your head comes up over top of, of the plants and you're looking up above you crouch down look underneath you don't see signs of whoever threw or slung this rock I'll go back to the cart I didn't see where they were I'm gonna load my crossbow and keep it at the ready now okay yeah Emily still just got her shield out and she's kind of following behind the cart okay so as the cart continues on the path and eventually you get to the southern shore of the lake to the point where there is no longer going to be any plants on the north side of the road, like you've actually come to the final portion of this pasture, you can see that there's about a, about a 30-yard gap of just wild growth of, of you know wild grass between where the rows of what appear to be a field and then like the lake shore actually actually reaches like this, this, this gap there. And as you curve around it, you can see that same figure that you saw standing in the outside the Pearson farm, like looking at you with a sling, ready to like swing around. And it's gonna chuck what? yet another stone at big old bear. <laughs> also is going to hit with a 16 this time. How do I dodge? Is that a... Uh, so dodge is a... I believe it's a coordination test. Yeah. Do I just roll for that? Yeah. So in this case, I would say you're you're most certainly not surprised. You guys are kind of on the ready. Um, if you want to take, mm-hmm. take it in a second. Yeah. Um, well, I needed a 50 and I rolled a 27. Okay. So, you, so. You, this time having... having fool, fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. I don't know. Shame on... George W. Bush or something. I can't remember what the, the thing is. But this time you're ready and you see the stone. And it's a good shot. It's coming right for your face. But you mean it should duck under it really quick and it goes sailing past you. I'm going to okay. take a shot. Okay. Nope. 98. And so you fire in the direction of this this small, frail, build person standing at the edge of this, you know, of, of these plants can't really see who they are again probably about four to five feet tall and they begin to load okay. another stone hey that's enough is it, i'll pick up the girl is this is this yours do you do you want her and here? as as you as you pick the girl up you can see that this other figure seems to slowly stop whatever it is that they were about to do like they they they, they were pulling a stone out of their pocket and then they hey, kind of just let it stop really do you want to come with us she just needs to see a doctor I, I think he wants her to leave him to leave her here wait now i should i should very much clarify that you have no idea whether this is a male or a female well, like the, there's like a like a, a hooded cover yeah offer like does he does he like kind of seem like he wants her like if i bring her art bring her out and so you see instead of using their off like their left hand to go ahead and load this sling they instead just point 
their hand out looks to be scarred in some way you can see like there's really bright red scars on the hand and the forearm but at least there is a hand and they point and then they point they point at the the girl that you're kind of holding or maybe you have like your arm around her shoulders and then they point down to the ground what if she was running away because she saw fire and thought there'd be someone are you willing to just hand her over to someone for without knowing the situation when she could need help yes I'll put her down okay no look I don't want to get any more rocks thrown at us Sophia's like about to go down. She's bleeding out of all sorts of places. Sophia would prefer that this we take a minute to help this girl. Very not right. Exactly. It seems like a good idea to bring her back and seek medical attention. You know, guys, I think I'm with the bear here. Maybe it's best we not take her in. Look, we got a lot of problems already. So why this conversation is happening? She just, she goes ahead. You know, this other this other figure just goes ahead and loads loads their sling, and is slowly but not earnestly like whipping it around in their hand as if they're ready to chuck it. Like you've made some progress, but the fact that you haven't made any more further progress than this, you can see that they're just just taking this this sling and just whirling it around their hand, ready to go. And I'll put her down and back away. Okay. It's like Emily standing in front of her, and she's like, "Excuse me, who are you?" And then she's going to go ahead and take a shot at Emily. That's fine. I got my shield out still. Does your shield help with a four? No. So you can go ahead and try to block. Go ahead and roll your uh, dodge. coordination. Dodge, yeah. My, my dodge? Yeah. Yep. Where is that on here? So this, this time, having seen that bear place... The girl on the ground, the target changes as you see Emily standing mother hen-like in yeah. front of this Did you going give for this me? poor little girl to some creepy person? That's probably where she belongs. Have you seen her? She's freaking weird. I, I rolled a 48 and what is that? Your, it's your cor- it's, yeah, it's just standard coordination. Oh, it's just coordination? Yeah, just standard too. 42, so I, I fail. Okay, you, so you fail. Okay, yeah. so you take a damage. You're going to take That's <laughs> a six. That's what. Uh, okay, that's uh, uh, nine points of damage. <laughs> and you just see this is rock just bonks right off Emily's head, and uh, and and crumbles to the ground. And the figure slowly I'm goes gonna, into the other. I'm gonna pull out my sword and shield and go up and get right in her, right in that person's face. Okay, so when you make an aggressive movement towards them. They bolt back into the, back into the, the the fields. They just start running backwards into the fields. We are leaving, and if they continue to follow us, we will fight back. And we're taking her with us. Yes. So we're doing a kidnapping. So that's fine now. Well, she's I mean, obviously do we really going have... to die if she stays there. She has looks like she's not eaten for a week. It's fine. We're just taking her to the doctor, and then if she needs to come back, she can go back. If that's of her own violation, but. All right, I'll just yell out. We're gonna bring her to a doctor. We'll bring her bring her back if when she's better. So with a seven, she pops out. This other figure pops out behind you all on the road and chucks another stone. This time at Irwin, 
Uh, Erwin, you can go ahead and roll the dodge if you want. This girl's just, this, this, this thing's just popping in and out. No, I fail. Okay. Running out of stones, actually. <laughs> uh, six points of damage. So if that's below the damage threshold, it's... Yeah, you don't move. You're yeah, fine. Okay. okay. But it does hit you. Yeah. Probably, probably pisses you off. And once again, they point, and then they start waving you away, because the, the girl's still on the ground, right? Okay, so this, they're just waving you away threateningly, right. menacingly with this, this little this sling. And again, this figure is not even as big as Sophia. Guys, if we bring her to town, they're going to say she has some kind of plague and then send her to that island. Then she's never going to be seen again. Are you really fine with doing that? We just took some girl and now we're just bringing her to her death. I mean, she came to us and then passed out because she's hungry. And then... I don't know. This doesn't feel right. Take a vote. So while you guys are talking and taking votes, she loads her sling and fires another thing. How many more does she have? You'll know. Uh We'll see. There's also rocks all over the place. And actually with a 27, she's going to hit again. It's going to be at Erwin once more. I failed dodge. Erwin, take nine points of damage. It's like another fury die. Can't just stand here and take this bombardment. <laughs> Gotta just, go. You guys have to make a decision on what to do. Like, right thus far, you've just been sitting there talking. Like, oh, she comes out, she hits you with a rock. Like, and that's fine. We can keep doing this until I wipe you. But at a certain point, something needs to make a decision. Do you take the girl? Do you do you be more aggressive in your pursuit of this this person throwing rocks at you? What do you do? Start moving the cart. Sophia's gonna hobble over and just try her best to pick the girl up and put her back on the cart and just tell everybody we need to get out of here she came to us like Emily said she knew there was fire she knew there was people she came to us we should help her and even if it means I mean if I have to choose between you and the girl I'm going to choose you so so as you go to pick the girl up you're going to die now (laughs) Yeah. the figure seeing you pick pick this girl up loads loads yet another one of her stones into this thing is going to take a shot at you and again until you all do something more definitive and don't just you know, dilly dally I'm just I'll do this I'm gonna night. jump in front of Sophia that's a two I'm rolling rocks tonight <laughs> get it I'm rolling rocks tonight it's <laughs> pretty good um okay oh that's another fury die you are now dead so you can go ahead and roll your dodge you might want to do yes. that. I will spend a. You should you should roll first, and then you can spend it to re to re-roll if you fail a fortune point. So it's standard. And if I'll say that Emily is a, could say she's assisting you, because you did say you were going to try to intersperse between them. So you can go ahead if you want and and give her one of your your d10s. I'm going to need to use one of those. Okay. Fortune point from. From you, misfortune point for me. Passed. Okay. So, and that's good because I did roll damage, by the way, and I rolled yet another six, and I then I rolled a, like another six, and then I rolled like a three or something, so I was going to do over 12 points of damage. I don't remember the exact. I got to look up the combat. So, Zofia quickly retreats, remembering that her yeah. personal injury is more important than her. All right, let's her get out of here. So, we're done. And so as you all 
like are standing there like not listening or not doing anything this creature or this person whatever it is that's standing in the road you see suddenly yells out some sort of weird noise like a like a almost like a a mute like some sort of strange muted scream as if as if like it was a person trying to scream but they were out of breath just like ah like in your way like this weird hiss uh, coming in your direction and then uh proceeds to start loading yet another stone into their sling we're just leaving okay You've done it now. I have to prepare my sling as well. Oh, the sling off. Are you guys? Are who's who's moving away at this point? Bear, I am the cart, Chovy. You all are moving away. Emily, what are you doing? I'm keeping myself between whatever the thing is and them, but I am backing away with them. Okay. Yeah. And then Erwin, what are you doing? I'm gonna stand in between Sophia and whatever is. And where is the girl? She's on the ground. She's yeah. And so you all continue down the road and as you look back you can see the other figure that had been throwing stones at you scurries up and grabs the girl on the ground like kind of puts their arm underneath the back of their shoulders and starts dragging them uh, into the actual field um, all of you are going to take six points of corruption um, for leaving a wounded injured emaciated child on the road to be taken by some stranger I just don't like kids nope Still like kids at all. Some freaky kids. Okay. So as you make your way back into uh back into Verdum, rain still kind of falling a little bit, but not too terribly. You eventually get to the gates, gates are still open. It's nearing sunset, but it's really not so bad. It's a little dark out because of the clouds, but it's probably in the four o'clock range, probably about two to three hours more worth of sunlight considering the amount of time it took you to get there, the amount of time you had to wait around for the barn to finish burning safely. But eventually you make your way back into Verdum. Uh, and what's what's on the agenda? Doc Quelly first. So you all remember, generally speaking, where uh, her clinic is, having been there before. Um, you go into the relative center of town, uh, pass by the large building known as the Box Elder, and eventually pull up in front of Doc Quelly's clinic. Bruno, I would say, probably helps uh, help Sophia out of the cart and uh, into the clinic itself. Knocking on the door, you see that small boy like open up the door, like looking again at you, like this little seven, eight, nine-year-old kid just staring at you all, and then turn around and just step out of your way so you can come inside. Uh, and you can see, as you, as those of you, whoever's entering into the clinic, you can see Cressida is still lying on the bed. She seems to be staring. Like just out a window for no particular reason, but at the sight of Bruno, her face just suddenly lights up, and she stares in that direction, gives him like a little wave and a smile, and kind of beckons him over. And uh, Doc Quelly comes over, goes ahead and takes a look at your wounds. You and you ask for some sort of sort of aid. So, were you healed yesterday? Do you recall? I took laudanum. Okay. Well, just remember that you took some damage from the sirens, right? And then you guys arrived in Verdum in the evening. She she was healed mm-hmm. the day before. Okay. With yeah. Doc Quelly. Okay, so you guys have only been in Verdum for a day. You got here yesterday. So 
remember that you can only get a heal test once per 24 hours. Yeah, so she was healed earlier this day before we exactly. went on so our trip. Exactly, so you can't get healed today. Jesus. So no one can make a heal test on you today is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Because you guys didn't do anything yesterday in, in game time, not sure. in real, real time, in game time. Yesterday, you all arrived, and then you had a couple conversations, and then you, you, you bunked out at Loudon's. Today, this morning, first thing on the agenda was a handful of you went and got Zofia healed, yeah. and then a handful and went and had some bizarre oh conversation yeah. at the box elder. We don't talk no. about that conversation no. anymore, right? No. So because of that, she's she's going to chide you uh, about I just fixed this, you know, I just I just stitched this up, and and she's going to suggest that Zofia stay there overnight at this point. I feel like that's a reasonable idea. Yeah. Oh, uh, I got pretty bit as well. If she can maybe bandage me up, make sure it's not infected. Okay. I don't think I had a medicine or heal check yesterday. I don't think so either. I don't think Bear has mm-hmm. taken anything. Um, do you? I have you, a bandage. You gonna supply your own bandage? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I will go ahead and make a quick check for her. Make sure it's not infected. I will go ahead and make a quick check for her. Uh, go ahead. And Switch one of those over. You probably want me to use one. Yeah. Shoot. Okay. That's a crit success on the other one. Oh. On the reroll. What does that mean? I'll look it up. It's three up the heel trick. Oh, really? Is it three or two? Well, it's three. Either one. The... You did you? Yeah. I'm only two down, so I'm at moderate. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. It was a crit success. Oh, wow. It was a 44, um, which is a crit success for her. Well, thanks, uh, Doc. You do magnificent work. I feel like a new man. She just sort of looks up like literally looks up at you because of how tall you are and she says just something along the lines of right um could you try not to make a habit of this and oh, yeah then, uh, of course and then she yells at uh she yells at the boy who's like on the ground like drawing stuff and she's like and she's just like chadwick you're in the way and she's just like like shuffles him over into a corner um she will also pull aside bruno at this point and start talking to her you know, start talking to him about Cressida and about how unruly she's been how she's not really eating and she's being really insufferable and um, the only person that seems to be responding that she seems to respond to is him so uh, she's going to ask if Bruno could stay around as well perhaps uh, and since Sophia's around I would imagine Emily maybe feel a little bit more comfortable with him yeah okay All right, Sophia the chaperoning okay so then the rest of you, so we've got Emily, we've got Bear, now that he's about, it takes about a half an hour um, for that the whole bandaging and healing to go. And then we've got Erwin and we've got uh, Chovy. The four of you have something to do. Sophia, were you going to say something? I was just going to say that as I'm there resting, I would definitely bring up to Doc Quelly what we just saw. Okay. Yeah, we'll tackle that in a little bit. All right. So what are the four of you doing? We're going to go over to Loudon's. Okay. I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh. You can go back if you want. Yeah. Go tell him that the farm was, nobody was there, and all the fruit or vegetables were rotten. Okay. Mm-hmm. So as you, as you leave, leaving Sophia and Bruno behind at the clinic, you head over in the direction of of the the halfway house. You wheel the cart behind to the stabling area. You see a handful of workers that are kind of just hanging out in the rain, doing various things. Uh, you see the goat and the lamb and the like, the pigs and stuff in the back. 
you go into Loudon's office. You can see him standing there. When he sees you walk in, he sees like the bandage on your head bare from where you got pegged in the head by some random creature slash person on the road. Uh, he and he seems surprised to see you. He's like, I thought you'd be gone for perhaps a, a day or two. Um, well, is, is everything all right? There was some trouble at that farm we stopped at. Uh, there was no one there. And his face just kind of falls a little bit, like he gets this worried look. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you mean there's no one, no one there? No one inside. There was a swarm of rats in the barn, a giant rat in the cellar. And he's just, as he's trying to understand this whole concept of giant rat, like yeah. the swarm of rat, I felt like, all right, I get that. But then when you mentioned giant rat, he just is of looks at you a little bit incredulously thinking you're, you're you're putting one over on him and after a moment when you your face kind of stays contorted in a very serious manner he realizes that no no you're you're being serious too well i'm still covered in like rat guts and chovy's still covered in like mud um, um becca and some, did you did you see her there was no one did, no did it did they have a child no no not at all the only thing we met out there was a strange child. A ch- you met a child? Yeah, she's no higher than me, no taller than me. but a little taller than you. You're like two feet tall, right? Yeah. <laughs> a little taller than you. More like Sophia's height. He's like four-ish. Okay. But her arm was hard. Something and got a spike. It was very strange. She's sort of staring at you guys as if he's very confused as to... Uh, like this is a little bit overwhelming, and, and he just I don't understand. You you saw uh, a child with you. The uh, plants were the the. Is there something wrong with the farm? Because like the, all of it was rotten. When was the last time you saw them? I a few weeks back, I believe. It they were, like they were in town a few weeks ago. I, I very rarely travel outside of town. It looked like someone was there more recently than a few weeks ago, I would say. Maybe a day or two? Was, uh, Is there something, do you perhaps know if they go somewhere? They would come to town from time to time, certainly. Um, they are not, they're not worshippers. They wouldn't, unlikely for them to go to the Abbey, but uh, they've, they're just, if they're not at the farm, they'll probably be here. They're, they tend to be a bit... They prefer the solitude. Um, just the two of them. Are they close with any of their neighbors? Like, no. would they run off to any of them? Run off if there was danger, perhaps, but I can't say that they were the, very, were the most social people in the world. Hmm. Yeah, all the um, goods that they owed you were all rotten, so we decided to just leave them. This is mass troubling. We have brought the sundries back. We are sorry. No, um, were any of you injured? Um, yes, unfortunately. Are you are you all right? Where's the the other two? The the small gnomish one and the heavy set man. The she was quite injured. She's staying with the doctor currently. Is she going to be all right? I hope so. I think she'll be okay, but it it was not um, it was not a good experience. No, she got attacked by the swarm. Very, very sorry. I had I had no idea. I I didn't mean to put you in danger. I'd it's not your fault. Uh, I'll have to 
uh, inform uh, Warden Wilhelms. Perhaps I can convince him to to go beyond the walls. Um, and he and he gets up, like, kind of a little bit in a daze, kind of confused. Like generally, just seems a little a little shaken. He's like, I'm, I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to go do that right now. Actually, um, uh, I, did you want me to speak to the warden for you? No, I. I have a relationship. I, uh, we owe, he owes me a favor or two, perhaps. Um, but thank you. Um, there's, uh, you're welcome to stay again uh, if if you have no other, no other shelter. And there'll be, I'm not sure who's who's cooking tonight, but there'll be food. And then he thank just you. just sort of hurries out at that point, like looking a little, like generally concerned. I'm just gonna like stare. And be like, we should not mention the, the kid. Because, <laughs> you know, it's not a good thing to... Yeah, no. Just no, that didn't happen. What do you mean? That did not happen. That is exactly what I mean. That clearly happened. You... Yes, and we're terrible people for leaving a child. You um, don't understand, I suppose. That's fine, whatever. I'm going to go to the... The bar. The, the, the bar? The, the, like the gambling. Oh, the box elder. The box okay, elder. yeah, I was going to say, this it, place it, doesn't have a bar. Yeah. <laughs> There's a wet bar on yeah. the side, jacuzzi in yeah. the back. Yeah, okay. Nice. All right, what is uh, the rest of you doing? Um, I'm just going to kind of find who has, uh, wherever the food is here, and maybe mingle with the people. Okay. All right, Chovy, Bear, oh, I anything see more together? Dr. Ingen is around town. Ingman. Ingman. Okay. Go ask around if you want. And Bear, what do you want to do? Um, so I'll go to the box out there too. Okay. So just go ahead and give me a standard rumor. Actually, even easier than that. Uh, just make it a uh, routine rumor t- uh, rumor test, Chovy, to see if you can get the uh, the scuttlebutt on the, the doctor's location. Yeah, Beth. Uh, from what you hear, no one's seen him since yesterday. And when you start to inquire if he's here, it, it becomes quite clear to you that he does not come here very often, usually only if he's summoned um, for the various procedures that you saw yesterday or some other situation, like the doctor, like Doc Quilly might call him or something else. But very rarely does he just wander around town. And even when he comes here, he tends to leave quite quickly. Very okay. rarely does he stay here overnight. I'm going to get cleaned up then. Okay. So you're going to head back, get cleaned up. Um, and then what were you doing again, Emily? Uh, I was just staying at Loudon's and okay. eating and mingling with the people. Sure, no problem. Uh, was there anything the two of you were looking to do at box at the Box Elder, Erwin um, and Bear? I'm going to gamble a bit Okay. and uh, probably have a drink. Okay. I'm a little frustrated. Fair enough. Um, so why don't you just go ahead, since you're, you're gambling, we won't do anything specific, but we'll just say go ahead and roll a standard gambling test, and we'll see how well you did for the night. So I have 58 is what mine is. I rolled a 43. Okay. Uh, so we'll say when all's said and done, you probably pull in a, a handle. You you don't go crazy with it, but you do manage to pull in probably about a silver shilling and a, and a couple brass pennies. Uh, and then go ahead, since you said you're going to be doing some drinking, uh, go ahead and just do a toughness test for me to see whether or not you are intoxicated. I imagine, do you want the good stuff, the strong stuff, or do you just want the cheap swill? Uh, That's going to determine the difficulty. Yeah, I'll, I'll get the stronger stuff. Okay, so go ahead and roll for me a challenging toughness test. Toughness. 
Bayer's going to be doing the same. Just okay. at the penny slots, you know. The penny <laughs> slots with the old ladies in the front. Yeah, yeah shaking the plastic cups. a lot cups. of money. Okay. I rolled a 40. Okay, is, it, is that a pass? That's a pass for normal, but challenging is reducing it by, reduce it by 10. 10. So I failed. Okay, so you failed. So you will go ahead and you will take some... All right, you'll take uh, six points of uh, peril. Uh, and so then you said you're also going to do some small, some light gambling. Go ahead and give me, since you're doing, you're trying to keep away from the heavier games, go ahead and just roll a standard gambling check. Crit success. Crit success. <laughs> and the, the, whatever, whatever slot machine you were using just paid out. So we'll say you probably rake in maybe two silver over the course of the, like you do a really, to the point where people are kind of looking at you and questioning, like you're starting to get the sense that people are watching you like, Who's this? Who's this random guy? <laughs> like you're really hard not to notice. You're yeah. really tall. You have the gold bushy mustache, beaded, and uh, you're it's bringing like in, some in money. my favor. I'll get some drink too. So what kind of are you going to go for? Like I said, the, the good stuff, like the heavy, stronger stuff. Or are you going to go for the the cheap uh, swill? Just a lot of the cheap stuff. Just a lot all of, night. A lot of the cheap <laughs> stuff. Okay. So if you're gonna, if is there how long are you looking to drink for? Basically, like every hour you would do another toughness test. Is sort of how it would be. What time is it? So by the time you get here after talking with Loudon, it's roughly sunset. Uh, yeah, a few hours. Okay. So go ahead, and I would say give me a, give me a toughness test uh, at e easy, because you said the cheap stuff. Yeah. You fail, I take it. I think so. I rolled an 82. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you did a, wait, is it easy, easy plus 10? Uh, easy is plus 20. Oh, yeah. I needed 75. All right. Take seven points of physical peril. So I'd say the two of you are starting to get a little buzz on as the night's progressing. You already said that you're going to do a couple more hours. So go ahead and give me another toughness as you're just talking amongst. Talking with all the old ladies. Mm. Uh, crit success, 44. Okay. And then do one last one, let's say. Let's say we'll do three. Uh, 13. Okay. And so that's all the physical peril you'll take. I can't remember what happens on a critical success, so we'll just leave it That's be because you're gonna you're probably gonna go to sleep anyway. Or something. Yeah. After drinking a little while, I'm gonna see if anyone is like I can ask about what kind of plagues that have happened in town and see if there's any kind of reminiscence or connection to what we recently saw with that girl's arm. So you are gonna talk about the girl's. I'm arm? I'm not gonna talk about the girl's. I'm gonna just ask what kind okay. of plagues and see if they've like. Hypothetically speaking, is there anybody yeah. been around with flippery well, scales we had instead to go of through hands? This whole process when we got here. So I mean, what's yeah. that about? Go ahead and roll a standard rumor test. Nope. Okay. Sixty-three. Yeah, I mean, you ask around in terms of plagues, and when you bring up this random hypothesis of, well, everyone kind of looks at you a little strangely, like. Maybe you've been drinking a little too much. Why don't you uh, give a little easy on it before uh, it gets kind of ugly? Um, you do hear you do hear a little bit again about like the gray plague, which was referenced before, and so you hear that confirmed. Like there was some sort of bout of that not too long ago. A um, couple wardens and prisoner guards uh, also got hit by that, um, so kind of cycled through that a bit. But that's really had nothing about this specific thing that this girl, whatever this girl might have had. Okay. And after that, I'll just go back and go to bed. Okay. All right. So you all head back. And Sophia, you're staying the night um, at Doc Quelly's. And she offers some basic gruels, basic slop that she and Chadwick um, 
who's the little boy's name that you've learned. You've also learned that he doesn't really talk much at all. Every now and then he'll throw out like one or two words, but for the most part, he seems very, very quiet. Um, they also look not much alike at all. Um, but she offers to give you some food. She gives Bruno some food as well, who accepts it gratefully. And she asks for Bruno to help Christina eat because the quote pain in the ass elf woman just <laughs> won't eat. It's getting really frustrating. And so Bruno goes over and tries to help with that. And now he's off, off screen. So we'll say that you're, you're eating a little bit and you probably broached that you said you wanted to talk to her a little bit about what went down. I did. So what did you want to say to her? I wanted to let her know that, you know, we ran into some very odd things over at the Pearson farm and how I got these injuries. She inquires weird things. Could you be more, more specific? A swarm of rats and a very... Rats aren't that weird. Giant rat. Yeah. Rats can grow big. Like bigger than me. Mm. Pretty it's small. A, it's, it was huge. It's a bit odd, but I've seen stranger things. We also... Did they have children at that farm? I can't say I knew much. Um, I don't recall it's not many children about you tend to know when they're around um all of the food was decayed and there was a child that came running out of the your ears kind of perk up at that point She's like child what do you mean child uh she seemed feral unkempt didn't seem like she'd seen a washroom in quite some time. Where is she now? There were two of them, and they're still back by the farm area. So she kind of tilts her head at you. She's like, so you saw a feral girl and perhaps a second out in the wilds of some random farm and you left them there. We were considering providing assistance, but they seemed, the one seemed quite protective of the other. And, you know, having never been here before, it could have been better or worse to bring them back here into town. One of the girls had almost this scaliness on her hand she uh might not have been something that you want in your town's forehead kind of crinkles a bit yeah can't say it rings a bell but i'll say this when i found this one out there he bit me the entire way back to verdum she kind of nods down to chadwick didn't change the fact that the right thing to do was to bring him back. You don't leave a kid out there by themselves. I could definitely tell you exactly where they were. And if there's anyone in town that wants to go after them, they could certainly do so. She sort of just nods her head. She seems a little disappointed uh, and you kind of... Uh, I definitely tried to spin the angle of 
I, we didn't know what was up with the scales, and maybe you didn't want it in your town. So, I mean, we kind of did you a favor not bringing something unknown. She, she leans back a little bit it. in her seat, and she's like, after you're the one with the hat, the friend of yours, the the piratey one. After yesterday, I thought he was a bit of a generous one, sort of surprised that that generosity didn't seem to extend to feral children that probably were in need of assistance, but... It seemed that this town is very focused on plagues and not spreading plagues and all of that. And so the last thing we would want to do is interfere with things that are going on here and possibly bring in an infestation into town that would seem like us meddling in something. And we've barely been here 48 hours. It doesn't really seem that's so your decision to make. You've got a medical degree. Have you studied the arts of healing? Certainly do not, which I wouldn't know a plague if it bit me in the ass. So, you just said you wouldn't know a plague if it bit you in your ass, but you chose not to help this little girl because you thought it might be plague. But you just said you wouldn't know a plague if it bit you in the ass. Very true. So, at this point, she gets up, a little disgustedly, grabs her her bowl of slop, and then she, over her shoulder, says, you said it was the piercing foam? Yes. And I tell her the direction that they And then she, that she's like, that'll do. And then you see her just kind of leave, storm out at that point. All right. Back at Loudon's place. Um, it's a fairly regular night. A couple of people come in and out. Emily grabs some food. There seems to be some kind of rotation. There's a system for who cooks. It kind of just seems like... There's not one particular person does it. Everyone kind of has chores or jobs. You learn that there's some kind of sign-up sheet, sign-up board um, mm-hmm. for doing various tasks, various work. Uh, people rotate from time to time, but for the most part, everyone pitches in. There's a not not a modest, uh, like little small herb farm and small vegetable farm in the back, like these little tiny fields. And there's some jobs for maintaining some of the animals. Uh, there's there's a dairy cow, there's a, there's a goat, there's a couple other things that, that need to be done. Then there's just basic cleanliness, and then there's cooking and doing laundry and not all that kind of stuff. And so somebody made some kind of slop that night, some basic stew, nothing particularly, particularly impressive. You eat it, no problem. Chat around. Everyone seems to be a little, little guarded, don't really reveal too much about themselves. Mm-hmm. Kind of seem to be these people congregate in their own little cliques some seem to know each other they're not impolite towards you but they don't know you mm-hmm. and so th- thus they seem a little bit a little bit guarded and they they don't like hush up whenever you're around but they do maybe stare at you a little bit as you pass by and maybe choose a place to sit and they don't get up and leave like they're in high school and mm-hmm. you just you just you're some sort of horrible person that we're, they can't be seen with but they don't they're not warm either. They don't go out of their way to introduce themselves or ingratiate themselves towards you. So unless there's something specific you want to do, we can go ahead and just fast forward. Um, I wanted to ask them where Wilhelm's like office is from here. Just be like, uh, I'm, I'm relatively new here and Loudon went to go meet with Wilhelm. Um, can you point me in the direction of where that would be? So yeah, they're, they're you, no problem. They tell you there's a warden barracks on the north side of town, so okay. where most of the wardens. What time to, is it? Uh, it's after dark at this point. It would be, if you were to go there, it would most likely have to be an emergency. 
mm. from what you're gleaning, you know, from where you get it would be like wandering over there at this time of night, like you should, it should be a serious issue. Otherwise it would probably look a little bit suspect. Not suspect, but it's more along the lines of like, that's where they go when they're off duty. Gotcha. And so you're kind of interrupting their time to be off duty and their time to sleep and rest. And again, if it's an emergency, that's probably fine. But you know, cause any, any old town, any town like that would do that. But otherwise it's probably best to be something that waits till morning if it's not an emergency. Gotcha. Is abandoning? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what what do you guys want to call it. Uh, Emily just kind of wants to walk by, like, and see if there's anybody, like, if Loudon is still like coming back or. No, he hasn't returned yet. Okay. Over the course, yeah, over the course of between when you saw him just before sunset until probably about an hour or so after sunset, he's still not not around. Once once dinner is starting to be served. Okay. Um. I'll wait in the morning. I'm probably going to want to go over there. Okay, fair enough. Do we know about what Zofia saw like in the night with the dudes in the robes and the torches? Did you tell them, Zofia? At some point during travel, I would have okay. sure that I would, there, I would have no reason to keep that a secret. Okay, that's fine. And so, yeah, apparently you would have you would have heard about that. Maybe you can just like kind of watch out the window for a bit. Not too late, but sure. Sure. As you look out the window, uh, you can see there's various lights on in people's windows here and there, various lamps or candles. But over the course of a few hours, as you're looking out the second story window of your your dormitories, the lights just sort of wink out after a certain point, and you start hearing that that insect buzzing again. That becomes noticeable, but signs of signs of torches wandering around in the streets occasionally a scattered light you can see is on somewhere in the distance but nothing seems out of the ordinary to you all right let's drift off to sleep okay so you all go ahead and you sleep you can go ahead and uh, upgrade your apparel condition tracks all the way up and come morning uh your doc friend well not really a friend will go ahead and perform uh, once once the time comes, once she feels it's a decent enough time, she'll go ahead and try her heal test on you. That's a three. I've rolled so many single-digit rolls tonight. It's pretty crazy. Um, so that is a success. And so you can go up one on your damage track. Excellent. So, so you're you. what? What are you up to now? Moderately? Seriously. Severely. I'm Serious, at, seriously. I'm at moderately because I was at grievously, and then I took the laudanum. Okay. So that moved me to seriously, and then this will move me from seriously to moderately. Okay, had you taken laudanum the day before for the siren stuff? Just remember that you can also only take one lot in them for right. 24 hours. You can only take one. You can only do one heal. Just yeah. get addicted. Yeah. If you take if you take more than one lot in them in, in 24 hours, I think it actually has an adverse effect on you, and you go down the track. It makes it worse. Okay. Okay. So morning comes. Sophia uh, and Bruno are still over at the clinic, and the four of you are at the the dormitory. What is it you're looking to do this morning? We'll catch him there and try to head out again. Okay. I'm going to see if I can get Emily and pull her aside and okay. talk to her alone. I'm sure that's doable. Yeah, we'll load up the cart. I'm very, doing that. very frustrated right now with our situation. Mm-hmm. We keep doing things. Bad things keep happening because of bad decisions. And... There's no uniformity in 
following rules or orders or anything. And I feel like that we are going to die if this continues. I mean, we just, we have to remember we're really the only ones with the military background. So we, you know, are used to rules and regulations and following this and that. And if they're not, they just go by, you know. That's the point. I feel like we need to take charge because the decisions that we're making now are going to get someone killed. It's almost happened multiple times and it's only been a few days. If this continues, we will all likely die because of people's indecision. It's true. I agree. And the child thing was ridiculous. That, that's eating me up inside. I really want to go I talk am, to the warden. I am furious. I have been trying to curb the way that I was back when I was in the military. But this is... This is making it very difficult to not just want to be the way that I used to be. Yeah, no, I was told by my superior once to leave a child behind, and I hated myself then, so you can imagine how much I hate myself now. Well, just keep that in mind. I feel like and then if something like this happens again, we need to take charge. No, I agree. All right. I'm glad we're on the same page then. What do you... Do you want to go see Sophia? I feel like we should check in with them and then potentially go speak to the wardens. That seems like a reasonable decision. So before you guys leave the dorms, uh, I would say you run into... Loudon. Loudon, who... Who tells you that he, you know, he had a very frank discussion with Wilhelm's and called in a favor, and a, hopefully they'll be able to figure out what happened to the to the peers. They're going to send out a couple people to go ask around to some of the neighbors mm-hmm. whether or not they had any inkling or any signs where they might have gone, that kind of thing. Hopefully, it's just a misunderstanding. Maybe they're just out hunting or something like that. Like mm-hmm. Wilhelm seemed to to shrug it off. Uh, Loudon seems a little better today. Maybe, maybe Wilhelm's kind of knocked some sense into him or something like that. But, uh, but definitely when you saw him yesterday, he seemed a little bit frightened, a little bit concerned. And today he seems to be a little bit calmer. Um, and he's also kind of apologetic, I would say, towards you all. He's like, I'm, I'm so sorry for, for getting you wrapped up into my business. Um, I know you've got your, your own reasons for being here. And I, I did not mean to get any of you hurt or get, I'm very sorry. I mean, I'm not even sure I, I even know why you're here, but I'm very, I'm getting very sorry for, 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 for any ill that might have befallen you. It is, it's not your fault, and inadvertently it may help us make decisions better. Yeah, uh, we took it upon ourselves to take this job, so. Well, can, can I see how sincere he is? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, okay. Uh, so just go ahead and make that a scrutinized test. What's your, uh, what's your social class? Uh, lowborn, I think. You're lowborn, bitch, loser, dirty like lowborn, that, that <laughs> dirty low. That's aren't you lowborn too? No. Oh, you're for okay. okay. All right. Uh, let me check it out really quick. Actually, so was he. Uh, so yeah, go ahead for you, and you can make this a routine scrutinized test. That's a hundred. 
10? Oh, that's a 10. That's a 10. That's a 10. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw numbers. You would need a double zero. Yeah, okay. too. Okay, that's a 10. That's a success then. Uh, as far as you can tell, like he, he, I mean, your knowledge of body language, he doesn't really seem to be fidgety. You don't know him all that well, but no, he seems, he, he seems a little bit concerned and apologetic. And all the evidence you have thus far suggests that this is a decent, earnest man who's just trying to do right in a his own little tiny bit of right. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says, um, when you mentioned job, he's like, well, what job was it you were sent here for? I'm not sure you ever tell We're me. We're here looking for a missing person. So the Pearsons potentially going missing is concerning. Have uh, you guys had issues with other people going missing? It happens from time to time. Unfortunately, it's wild animals or during winter, we had that whole group over up by the fort who just tragic, but uh, yeah, it, it happens, unfortunately. It's terrible. Who, who was it you're looking for? We're looking for Gabriel. He, his eyes just, he just sort of like pops up a little bit. Zy, the Zyger boy? Yes. Yes, I need uh, tragic that one was felt like he was on the he was coming around I thought um, stayed here for a little while um, after he after he finished his his service he uh, was here for f- about a month or so but uh, he was a, a lot of anger I think when he first arrived but I think in the last few months or a year or so, he found some level of of peace. I think he's a, a good boy. Um, I'm I'm not optimistic that you'll you'll find him. What room did he stay in? Did he leave anything behind? Or uh, he thinks about it for a minute, um, and he pulls out. You see him pull out one of his logbooks, and he starts going through, and he's like. Uh, he stayed, oh, just two doors down from your own. Um, belongings, belongings. You see him start to, like, go through, like, these random trunks here and there. Seeing him. I do think he did leave something here, but I don't. One moment. And then you see him dart out really quickly. Gone for a couple minutes. When he returns, he's carrying what looks to be just, like, a small little rucksack. Like, almost like something you carry potatoes in. Nothing for, nothing, like no straps or anything on it and he just kind of hands it over to you it's, it's just a couple pounds um i think this is all it is just a few things here and there i who are you again to him so his father commissioned us to come in search of him and to make contact with his sister madeline last we heard she's at the abbey right i think that's that's correct to be honest, I don't much care for her. I thought Gabriel was far better tempered. Yeah. Uh, We've heard that quite a bit, that she was the uh, sort of like ringleader, I suppose. Bossy older sisters, I yeah. imagine. Um, I don't know. I, I can't recall if I ever saw them together much to be honest she never stayed here she she left for the 
she aligned herself with the Abbey as quickly as possible, I think. Uh, there are certain accommodations that the Abbey can make with some of the, the inmates of the prison, especially the women, and I think that Madeline took advantage of that. I don't know if Gabro forgave her, thought maybe she abandoned him or something, but they, uh, from what I know, they were not, they were not close towards the end. Uh, I, I must say, I can't say I was his best of friends. I don't befriend everyone who stays here, but he was quiet and perfectly friendly and always completed his tasks and definitely liked going off into the woods, uh, which is a bit surprising because most don't, but he seemed to enjoy that life of... And even after, even after he was released from his, from his bonding contract, he still, still found some reason or two to, to head off there. Uh, was it for work? We heard yes. he was in the lumbering. Yes. Um, I recall he was, for, for the better part of his time, he, he did work in one of the, the labor crews, and then when three, he he actually, I believe, started working for one of the more private industries. Um, Plumhawk? Perhaps it was the PhD. I, most don't, most don't really try to, to have much, uh, the, the monarchy has a tendency to crowd out various companies looking for any kind of mining or or lumber um, the PHC tends to be a little bit more effective with their fur trade I think but do you know where his lumbering camp that he went to is at no I don't uh, but you could speak with Selda uh, Selda uh, Brandenburg she's uh, she is a monster of a woman and I say that uh with flattery intended, she could, she would be the one to know if anybody. That sounded like Madeline still cares for him based on the letter we got from her. Well, sibling relationships are always volatile. I had a brother once and we've had our ups and our downs. And Regret seems to bring about fonder memories. That's true. It's true. I don't know, though. Part of me just feels as though his time here seemed to make him a better person. I'm not sure I could say the same for her. But, to be fair, I only met her a few times. But I'm, I wish you luck. I'm. Hopefully you'll find, at the very least, some, some definitive answer. Mm-hmm. for his father but if I can do anything else you just don't hesitate um, I, as far as I'm concerned I owe you a favor at this point after what I unfortunately led you into so uh, and then he, he hands over the things and I, I suppose I will 
go ahead and trust you with this. Um, I haven't looked through it myself. I don't. I kept it in case his sister came, but she hasn't. Well, you can bring it to her. If you if you think that's what's best for it. I think we'll take this back to Master Zyger. All right, then. Uh, I'm sorry to cut this short, but I have duties to attend to, uh, and I will speak with you sometime later. We Thank appreciate you. your help. Thank you. Yeah, and so he says his goodbyes, and you all scatter out of his office. Uh, we should go through the, his stuff to yeah. see if there's anything in it that would say possibly what he who he was involved in or what he was doing what kind of thing like that see if he has any coins or magic items no. yeah. <laughs> see if he's got a, a gun, gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that he wanted so bad <laughs> uh, okay so where do you where do you do this do you go back up to your room yes do you, okay so is it all the four of you okay haven't yet recovered the other two so you head up to your rooms you sit down and you open up the the small rucksack and you pull out a handful of items so there are some clothes um there are a handful of these small little wooden carvings what looks to be of boats uh there's a, a book and there seems to be a couple papers that are wedged into the book and also everybody congratulations you found your second clue Ooh. the clue board yeah so we've got a little clue board going on like this is this is part of it and so one of these days, we should take some pictures and put this on the Insta. Is that the, the kids calling yep. it the Insta? The Insta. On the Insta. So here's your second clue. I'm going to go ahead and hand this over to Erwin so I don't hit anybody else. Um, so you, so while he's looking at that, I'll, I can explain to the rest of you. So you found a couple things. So as you as you look at the book, uh, you can see that this seems to be a leather-bound book. Doesn't have uh, any kind of titling or or any kind of uh, emboldened. What's the word I'm thinking of? Not emboldened. That's not the right word. Embossed. 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 On the, thank you very much. On the outside, to indicate title or author, uh, when you flip it open, you do see that the book does have on the, one of the early pages a title called The Endless Rain. Rain as in R-E-I-G-N, not rain as in the weather. And it's written by somebody named Emery Downs. Uh, inside, tucked into various pages, are a couple other... Uh, a couple other pieces of paper loose that don't seem to be connected to the book itself or just something separate. So there seems to be a draft of a letter. Uh, there seems to be a handful of, of sketches, almost as if, as if on scratch paper, of different things. Uh, and when you start going through them, they look to be sketches of boats, uh, ships, and the like. So perhaps he wanted to be like his father and make boats. So when you do look at the, the carvings, you do one of the things that you were given and the, the chest, I think, I think it was Chobi. Do you have the chest? You, the, you have the inventory of the chest? Oh, yeah. I think one of the things that was in the inventory of the chest was uh, kind of some whittled carvings. And so these are very similar. Uh, and then you see uh, the handful of the sketches of boats are a little bit different, but the, the whittled carvings are kind of the same. They're small. They're, they're, they can fit in the palm of a person's hand. It, it might just be something that he was doing to occupy himself while he was sequestered or uh, we definitely should not give this to his sister yeah no i agree um where else have we seen carvings we've saw carvings in uh loudon's office 
believe. When I say carvings, I mean like they're like whittles. Yeah, yeah. they're like it's like okay, you whittled so out of like driftwood or something. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, figurine kind of thing. And the most notable place is it was in the the chest that Harold Zeiger gave over to you all with a, a handful of things, including including funds for your okay. for your job. So I'll bring out the little boat that was in the chest and compare mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It's it's fairly similar, um, and you can do see that on the bottom of the boats are are you can see the initial. There definitely seems to be an improvement in skill over time. Like there there definitely mm. seems to be more detail to some of these, especially since he's had time and he's older now. But yeah, this seems to be consistent. You see a pattern, kind of a growth of that. And considering what is like like Erwin was saying, what is you know what Harold did for a living, like it kind of tracks to some degree. Uh, you also saw you see these sketches. These sketches are a little bit more elaborate. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're little charcoal sketchings that have been folded and they're a little smudgy that has been in for a while. Now, the cool thing we can do like this is in the Mon Gauche book is we're doing, we're running what's called a conspiracy and there's a, actually mechanics for recovering clues. And so you get these, these physical, these physical sheets of paper that we put them on the board and then we look at them. So this is your second one. So you're one away from getting your first lead. It's very exciting. Ooh, that's so exciting. To think all you guys had to do was talk to the dude. <laughs> Who gave, <laughs> it just took like three extra episodes than we thought it was going to take. So what you get to do is you you get to actually do some roles from time to time. Like you're so it, it instructs you not to like withhold clues, but it also encourages to get context from it. So there's a few things that are interesting uh, when you look over the letter and you start reading through it. It's first of all, it's undated. So you're not exactly sure it was written. It's unaddressed. So it's not to anybody yet. It looks to be as if it's being written in an epistolary form, like it's being written like a letter. And it's also unsigned. But as you read through it, and it doesn't take that long to read it, it takes maybe five minutes for you to go through it, it seems to detail concerns about Madeline. And it specifically talks about how she has a lot of anger. She seems to harbor a lot of anger towards um, those in their group that they were part of back in Oxteton when they were there as younger, younger people. Uh, that she thinks betrayed them, uh, and that's why they got caught. She also seems the whoever wrote the letter seems to suspect that Madeline was also very angry towards uh, towards Harold, uh, her father, and thinks that he sold them out uh, the the children just to save his name, uh, and so they kind of sold them into this exile. It's kind of his fault uh, while they're where they're at, just because to save his name. So. Um, those are the most interesting and obvious things you can glean from it. And there's this book, and if somebody would like to, you can do one of two things. You can do a either a hard education or a hard rumor test. Uh, education would be flipped to fail. Yes, it would. But I... Mm. This is just for just immediately looking at this book recognizing the title or the author if you fail it's not the end of the world you can spend some time reading it yeah. and but yeah, that's going I'm, to take time i'm gonna and do so it's not like this information is impossible for you to get it's just if you want it right off the bat right now you would have to succeed on a hard education or rumor test and hard is plus 20 minus hard, 20 hard is minus, minus 20, minus 20 yeah. yes and there's more interest in the little wood carvings okay used to brings them back when he used to do wood carving himself Okay, so that one uh, actually also has a role that you can you can do if you like, but that one's actually going to be a hard piloting test. And uh, Ooh. well, actually, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. The sketches themselves would be a hard I, piloting I'll test. I'll look at the sketches and do that then. Okay, that's fine. 
I'll try a rumor roll for the book. Okay, so let's go ahead and let's start then with the looking at these sketches of boats. So go ahead and roll a hard piloting test. Just just curiously just looking at them. I rolled a fifty nine. Okay. Uh, and I have a fifty four as my pilot. Okay. So, so you just gotta say like what what's your target number, and then just tell me fail, yeah, I, I crit fail, pass crit crit pass or you know, crit success. Excuse me. Okay, so you failed. Uh, it's not a crit fail, and we still have you still have fortune points left. So you're welcome to use them if you want. You don't have to. Okay. Sophia unfortunately isn't here. You okay. can always show it to her later, and she might take a chance too, because I uh, think she has piloting. I'll I'll, or does she have I'll re-roll it she one time. Navigation. navigation. Nope. Oh, that's a sixteen. What are you talking about? It is. I thought it looked like a seven yeah. to me. A sixteen. So yes, I okay. passed then. Numbers aren't big enough. Okay, so no, looking at the boats, you notice that these are. These are not boats as much as they are ships. They are much more grandiose. Uh, the boats themselves are small little skiffs and runners that have been carved, very simplistic. Uh, but these are more like caravels or, or caracs, caracs, I can't remember how to pronounce it. Um, and these are like the really large ships that you would say are more military or exploratory vessels. Uh, things that probably in your time, you maybe you served on one at some point before you went all piratey. Um, you do notice that the sketches themselves, I mean, there's all sorts of the, these huge masts and there's, so you start looking at it, one of the things that kind of catches your eye is that there are numerous gun ports, which is a little peculiar because most ships at this time in the age that we're actually, t- don't really have a ton of, like cannons aren't as regular, like, cause they're, they're too, they're too slow to load and, but they still do them. There, there are still some, but they don't have them with as great a regularity. Uh, so, but they, it does seem like his sketches seem to have an abundance of, of guns on them. Um, then if we want to do, you said you want to do a rumor test yeah. there, Emily. So I'm at 55, but it's a minus 20. Okay. And I got a, ooh, did not pass. And there's still more fortune points if you want to try to reroll. It's up to you. No, I'll probably just take the book and, and read it in my downtime. Okay. All right. So yeah, looking at it and just doesn't really ring a bell uh doesn't really make sense and if anybody else wanted to look at it too you're welcome to roll it as well it's not like you're excluded from having yeah how do you flip the pages huh? your teeth so how do you flip the pages you just kind of hold it with my arm and then i flip with my hand that has extra fingers the extra finger specifically y'all look over her shoulder while she's looking at it. sure you're gonna do a rumor or you can do education a uh, rumor okay yeah, none of you are educated. Or no, capable. I failed. Okay. Yeah. We, rolled, we made the same roll. Yeah, you just look at this and you're not... <laughs> name does not ring a bell. Title of this doesn't ring a bell. You're not really sure. But it's not a it, it's not a small small tome. It's definitely a couple hundred pages yeah. and written in... Handwritten, uh, written in very small cursive font. It's yeah. going to take some time to decipher it. And this isn't something... This isn't like casual reading by the pool. Like yeah. This is like, like sitting by a lamp and really really sitting in there would, and reading. Would you be all right with me doing the flip to fill education? Or you you haven't done a roll for this part of it, have you? No. I oh, did, yeah. I just did, I just did the sketches. Yeah, that's fine. So yeah, that's a that's a 10. Probably because you have a bit of an academic background, right? Don't you? Yes. Probably because mm-hmm. you spent some time living at near a college in Oxiton and mm-hmm. members of your family worked uh, at this college in, in some capacity. You might have heard or gleaned this at some point. Maybe you read a little bit more than the others. Maybe you're a little bit more educated. Maybe you're just better, really. Let's just probably just, just say what we're, we're meaning. Maybe it's Maybelline. But as you, as you 
think about it, the name sounds familiar. You start flipping through a few pages, reading a couple lines. And this book itself is actually a banned book uh, in the monarchy. It is a book that possession of it, uh, teaching of it, is considered an act of treason uh, with basically a high crime. Uh, and it calls for the overthrow of the monarchy specifically, a monarchy whose power rests specifically in like aristocratic political elite uh, that are groomed to control and there's no no way for the middle or lower class to have, have any kind of movement or development. Um, and it's they talk about how the halls of government uh, themselves, the various halls that are in Occitan, that, that they puppet master the figurehead of the monarchy, the, the grand monarch themselves, uh, and that the grand monarch has no real power and the, the power rests somewhere else and down with the aristocracy calling for if they won't let us have it peacefully, then there's only one other way to have it. And so this seems to be a book that kind of calls literally for the violent overthrow. That's... Um, I'm not sure if you would have read it on your own, but no. you might have heard rumors of that it. That is not a good book. Mm-mm. That's very dangerous to have. Um, if we ever leave here, we should definitely not have that book. We should definitely not tell anyone we have that book. I'll hang on to it, make sure no one gets it. <laughs> Chubby walks out. Anybody want to buy a book? <laughs> okay. Should we like take the cover off? Okay. Just rip it. So, as you as you finish going through his things, um, everything else is just clothing, and it and there's really nothing special about it. Some of it, most of it, I mean, most of it just seems like basic work clothes. There's no fancy types of clothing in here. It's all just run-of-the-mill basic kind of wool rough spun wool looks like there's stains there's definitely dirt stains and grass stains like these were his work clothes there are cleaned now but they they definitely have been stained but there's nothing about them that really stands out to you it's really it's really the book in the boats themselves that seem to be most interesting about this particular clue so you leave uh, the dormitory you head over stop by the clinic along the way check in on Zofia and Bruno, as you walk in, you notice that Bruno and Doc Quelly are over by Cressida, and Cressida is just is just sitting there. For those of you who had seen her in the past day or so, seems to be in much better spirits, and she's having her bandage on her on her sawed off leg uh, replaced, and and you can see that actually Bruno seems to be part of that, as if Doc Quelly is giving some kind of like like he's he's helping nurse mm-hmm. her in some in some way. Sophia uh, is looking a little bit better, but is still moving pretty, pretty, uh, pretty gingerly. She hops down from the bed, and Bruno suggests that he thinks it might be a good idea for him to stick around for a little bit and uh, and help out. What do the rest of you is feel like doing today? Uh, the kid you see in the corner seems to be drawing stuff in the corner like by himself can I approach him so as you walk over uh Doc Coley doesn't seem to to be too bothered with people just randomly going up to this boy but you his back's to you he's all on the ground he's got the, these this dark these dark black soles of his feet sticking out from underneath his butt where he's just kind of squatting on top of on top of his and he's leaning forward and he's just sketching something crazily uh into this this huge big 
patch of the floor, uh, not actual parchment, just drawing mm-hmm. in this little section. You can see that this seems to be like his section. He's just drawing with some kind of chalk that probably can easily be washed off. And as you peer over top of him, you can hear him kind of just humming to himself some some song that sounds vaguely familiar. Oh, no. And you're like, I think I've heard this song before. And then it dawns on you. It sounds like it's the, the lullaby that Cressida was haunting yeah. you all with for some time. And as you look over and you see what he's drawing, you see this very large and towering figure with these horns coming out the side of some brutal-looking helmet this heavily armored figure with spikes coming up from shoulders with heads impaled on top of him, this very scarily drawn Mm -hmm. figure. And when you look down at the boy who now senses your presence, turns up to look at you and he gives you this big giant smile and his teeth are kind of missing because he's going through that stage. And you can see the tongue itself looks like as if it's been split right down the middle. And he just looks at you with no care in the world, turns back and begins drawing another one of these figures standing behind it. Hey everybody, it's Jeff here again to say thank you for listening to episode 12 of the Adventures in Lollygagging podcast. Now don't be too hard on the players for what went down tonight or or on me. Uh, Because in order to immerse everyone in the experience that we are having this episode, I went ahead and hired a neighborhood kid that physically threw rocks at them uh, and ruined my poor, poor dining room. Now, I am not here today just to beg for reviews on iTunes and Stitcher and all the usual podcast locations. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and do that anyway, so if you could, please please do those things. Uh, But that's not all I'm going to do this time around. No, 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 no. I am also here to announce our special giveaway that we've been teasing for a few weeks now. If you know anything about Zaviahander, you know that the core rulebook is incredibly heavy, threatening the security of table legs everywhere. Now imagine if you had two core rulebooks sitting atop the same table. Well, there's just no way that that table's going to survive. So, because I do have two core rulebooks and I want to save my beautiful dining table, we're going to go ahead and give away our extra copy of the Zaviahander Revised Core Rulebook. The uh, the giveaway is going to begin on Monday, September 30th. That's the day that episode 12 just released. Uh, and it's going to run for two weeks until Monday, October 14th. To enter, you need to get on the old Twitter. You got to head over to our official Twitter account at LollygaggerCo. That's L-O-L-L-Y-G-A-G-G-E-R-C-O. Now, you're going to look for the pin giveaway tweet. You're going to like that sucker. You're going to retweet that sucker. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and just give us a follow while you're there. And that's all you got to do to enter, those little three things. We're going to pick a winner from those entries a few days after the deadline, and we're going to reach out to you in a DM. Uh, And as long as you're cool with it, we're probably going to give you a little special shout-out on a future episode. Uh, So, yeah, 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 yeah. Not just begging for help, right? We're actually giving you something, too. Aren't you glad you listened to this announcement drop? Huh? Yeah? Okay, so now, if these instructions were a little bit too hard to follow audibly because I talk too fast or I am not particularly clear... Uh, no problem. Head over to the website at thelollygaggers.com. You can read terms and conditions there. And that's it for this episode. That's it. We're done. Completely done. There's no coda this week because this was a pretty damn big episode. And we have that kind of special announcement that we want to get to. Uh, so you're probably tired of listening to me and I'm sure as hell tired of talking. So thanks again for listening. Get over to thelollygaggers.com. Head over to Twitter. Enter that there contest. And we'll see you in episode 13. Episode 13.